and come to mommy. this week um here in phoenix we have the phoenix film festival and within that film festival there is the international horror and sci-fi film festival which we've attended and it's awesome so we wanted to just kind of promote local events and this isn't a rad local event because we love horror and sci-fi so we got to sit down and talk to the director of the festival monty yazzie yeah it was a lot of fun um as you'll see we uh we had no shortage of laughs and horror, like, uh, and we just nerded out about horror for about 30 minutes. But if you guys are interested in going to the Phoenix Film Festival, it is from April 4th to the 14th. You can purchase tickets at phoenixfilmfestival.com. Yeah, and you can go for as low as 15 bucks. That's kind of cool. So it's a good time, guys. Uh, we've gone in the past, and it's seriously, it's so much fun. I have a blast because you get to watch horror films. With a bunch of people that are nerdy, just as nerdy as you, if not more nerdy than you, and they love the genre, so it's so much fun, and you get drunk a little bit, so it's a good time. So this is our interview with Mr. Monty Azzi, and he was a blast. So fun. Hey guys, welcome back to the Final Boys mini episode, a podcast where we celebrate all things horror and cinema and pop culture. My name is Dustin. And I'm Matt. And today we have a very special guest, the director of the International Horror and Sci-Fi Film Festival held here in sunny Phoenix, Arizona, Monty Yassi. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Final Boys. Yeah. Hey, to be on. hey thanks for showing up. Yeah, man. Thanks, we, thanks so super much for, excited uh, about this. <laughs> for, uh, you know, giving us your time and, and hanging out. We're, we're talking at 7 p.m. because we all have full-time jobs uh, <laughs> on top of our passions of, uh, of horror. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for... All the best things happen at night. Oh, of that's course right. they do. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. And man. so I'm looking. I'm looking at Monty. We're we're over Skype right now. I'm looking at Monty, and uh, I just want to describe the scene for our listeners because um, he has a pretty epic collection of horror posters <laughs> and DVDs behind him. And th- that's the funny thing. This is all. This is strictly audio podcast. So. <laughs> that's awesome. None of the, none of that's going to read. But you know, and this really, this is really just cool. a small a small portion of my collection. Oh, this wow. is my horror room. I'll give you a quick tour. Okay. Thank you. Here we go. Oh, yeah, you can't know, Matt. You stay on that side. Oh, my gosh. It looks – it's so cool. I see the Obey post. I see an Obey poster from uh, uh, They Live. Yeah. And then we got Mike Myers. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's amazing. I'm just, like, peeking my head around the yeah. laptop. That's super cool. Throughout Matt's room, it's a mixture between horror and Star Wars action figures. Yeah. Yeah, it's Star Wars and, and Friday the 13th. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with Star Wars. We love Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, Star Wars. Uh, that's the sci-fi element. Here we go. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so, cool, Monty. Let's get right into it, man. Um, I know you're a busy man, and you have a lot to plan for this next couple of weeks because the uh, the festival, the, uh, the the film festival, uh, the Phoenix Film Festival is actually happening. It starts, what, um, April 5th? April 5th is the official day. Our, our actual... Phoenix Film Festival starts April fourth. April fourth, uh, but the okay. horror and sci-fi stuff doesn't start until the fifth. All right, so let's uh, tell me a little bit about the um, the International Horror and Sci-Fi Festival. I know that you've been the director now for five years. 
Um, it's been going. It's been going on for the past fifteen years. Um, tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, we're lucky. Fifteen years is a long time to have a festival, and we have been working hard to make it come to life for a long time. And I started as a film festival fan, sitting in the audience watching the movies just like everybody else. And it was the first festival that I had ever been to ever. So being able to have the opportunity to program and have this director title and everything, uh, it's it's been a really a dream come true. And I, I like to tell people I'm a really small piece of a really big puzzle of, of really talented people who have been there far longer than I have doing the good work of putting on the festival and I'm just really, really happy that I'm. I have the opportunity to share some movies and to work with some great people, and to you know really engage in the culture that has come to be really a lifesaver for me uh, throughout my life. And having horror and sci-fi to fall back on, and the wonderful community of people who call themselves horror and sci-fi fans, is uh, is absolutely amazing. And being able to do something for them is a dream come true. That's really awesome. Yeah, uh, we're we're pretty new. Our podcast is about a year and a half old, and um, you know the horror fans have been really, really good to us. It's a it's a pretty tight knit community, and um, yeah, we've we've been having a blast so far. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the best part is like getting to meet people that are like passionate about the genres in, in general. Just they you can tell that they love it. They just absolutely love horror and sci fi and. Everyone's just so damn friendly, to be honest, man. I know. It's for, that's the best part about it. Yeah, for something that's so grim and, like, spooky. It's, <laughs> that's the best part. It's just like if you're into, you know, like, death metal or something, generally you're pretty nice. <laughs> so it's pretty sweet, man. Hey, and, man, I've seen I've seen people with uh, with some of the gnarliest clothes and tattoos on who call themselves uh, – and who are the, some of, also some of the biggest animal rights activists and some of the, the biggest uh, social, political – uh, you know, uh, uh, whistleblowers out there. I mean, people who are just doing amazing work and are wearing Evil Dead Two T-shirts. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. And so it's awesome. It's if, so if there's, awesome. If there's anything that you that we can pull from this episode, it's first go to the uh, the International Sci-Fi and Horror Film Festival at Phoenix Film Fest, and also hug a horror fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go yeah. Hug, yeah. A hug a horror fan because <laughs> they're friendly. That's awesome, man. So how did you get involved with with the whole festival, Monty? Like, how did you kind of fall into this? Because you said you were uh, a fan just enjoying films in the audience, and then it kind of you kind of just became part of this giant entity. So how did that get started? Yeah, you know, I sat in the audience for a few years, and I think uh, being there from 9 a.m. to midnight, uh, three days in a row watching movies, uh, they get used to the guy who's uh, eating popcorn and nachos for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, uh, I, you know, I, it took me a while to, to kind of, uh, you know, build up the, uh, the tenacity to ask one of the people, how do you get involved? And they were so gracious and kind to just say, like, yeah, come back next year and we'll have something for you. So I started off as a liaison where I was helping filmmakers around the festival. And then I moved into uh, program management where I was helping to bring in some of the showcase films and helping to talk with distributors to bring in movies. And uh, about five years ago, uh, Andrea Canales was the former festival director she's the film programmer at film bar phoenix now uh but she stepped away and said here's a this guy's great and you know you should think about him as a possible replacement and uh that was kind of the uh the end of the story and i've been with it ever since and it's been something that uh quite honestly i never thought would happen um i sat in the audience and you know i for, for a long time i was really content with just being in the audience but 
you know, having the opportunity to do what I do is uh, is really uh, a, a big surprise and a responsibility that I take uh, extremely serious when it comes to this genre and everything that I love about it. That's wicked cool. That's really cool, man. That's that's awesome because like just just being able to be like, hey, I was just you know geeking out in the audience, enjoying films for days straight, like you're saying, and then one day just being involved with it, man. That's got to be such an awesome feeling. So. Yeah, you know, incredibly lucky. I, I tell people all the time, I don't, I don't, uh, they're, they're, I don't tote my skills or my abilities as anything. I, I really was like fresh off the block, and I don't know what someone saw in my abilities or whatever, but uh, they saw something, and I'm, I'm trying my best to live up to their expectation. That's awesome, man. That's well, cool, and it's, it's also a good lesson to you know just kind of go out there and try and be part of the community. I mean, um, yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, that's a really important thing as well, too. And we, you know, at, at our festival, we really try to engage that community and have uh, that, that great community feel. You know, we have a lot of parties. We have a lot of special events. You know, we try to, I, I try at least to, to be at every screening and sh- say hello and gauge feedback from all the movies that we have there. I mean, that's the only way that we're going to get better. You know, we're trying to serve the audience as well, too, and give them things new. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that everything that we get is going to be, you know, fantastic. I like to hope it would be. But, you know, our audience is uh, is the the best critics of what we're doing. So That's really cool. So um, you, you mentioned how you kind of help some of the filmmakers. Is there anything that we should be looking forward to or, or just even looking for this year? I mean, it's a, it's been a big year for horror already. I mean, uh, from continuing from last year into this year, um, we had two Jordan Peele movies come out. Um, In the last two years, have, yeah. We have a lot of yeah. like, resurgence of, uh, uh, of classic horror movies coming back. Uh, uh, Joe Bob Briggs is back on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. I can't wait till Friday. Yeah, yeah, just just to watch that. It's gonna be awesome. Um, so, what can we expect from this year's uh, entries to the festival? Any anything that you're looking forward to watching? You know, we're we're doing a lot to try to showcase just new visions. You know, we want to we want to curate our festival for our filmmakers, for our creators, for those guys that are putting the passion and the visions out there and. You know, when I encounter someone like Jordan Peele or someone like Mike Flanagan, these filmmakers who are doing these really unique, these unique concepts and tackling the genre in really, really unique ways, um, to me, that's that's the joy of it all. That's that's the joy of trying to find these wonderful movies that can somehow uh, relate and maybe give you an idea of what's going on in our world today, but also give us an idea of what we're going to in the future. And, you know, we have uh, some really wonderful films that we're working with. A24 is a huge sponsor for, or a huge uh, advocate for us with our movies. So we have two films from them. Uh, we I work really closely with the Dread label, the Dread Central Presents label. Uh, and they have given us some wonderful films this year. IFC Midnight's another, another big one. And those are just our showcase movies. Our competition films for science fiction and horror are always so much fun because you're really working with people who are doing the true indie filmmaking and having the opportunity to have them there in the audience to talk about their movie process or how they they went through the ups and downs of making a movie and why they made those movies is really a lot of the joy that I get out of being at the festivals, having the opportunity to engage with these filmmakers and you know we're so fortunate to have that that facet where we have a competition section and we can bring these filmmakers to the festival to to talk about their movies and quite ultimately that's that's the goal of our festival is to 
is to curate what we're doing towards the filmmaker and then also allow that filmmaker to have access directly to the audience uh, with their movies and their films. That's awesome, man. That's you, you pretty much just said something that makes me so happy because um, I've gone to the uh, to the Horror and Sci-Fi Film Festival, and I, I love it. It's a fun time, but you just said the one thing that makes it magical, and that's when the filmmakers get to sit in the audience, watch the movie with the audience, and they go up there and get to kind of do a Q&A and joke around, and like you can really see how passionate they are about what they just did. That is the best part of going, in my opinion, is like just enjoying that moment with them. It's so much fun, man. I love Yeah, that. most definitely. You know, that's a... That's a Quite honestly, you know, I think the 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 real gold of our festival is the fact that, you know, we have so many people that, you know, submit films to our festival. And and the ultimate compliment for us is when we had a filmmaker who resubmits a film to us or who submits their new film to us. And the fact that they want to be in our festival is a, is a responsibility that we we don't take lightly. You know, we we really focus our attention on trying to come up with the best films and unfortunately along the way we have to break some hearts with uh you know turning people away but you know you know we we try really hard to to give them uh a fair shake at the at, at the movies and you know we, we we spend a lot of time uh paying close attention to what they're doing and once they're there we take really good care of them and you know we uh we we have arizona's largest happy hour we have a industry night we have opening night stuff we we have filmmaker dinners we have panels with them we have all these great interactive opportunities to engage with the creators of these films and uh you don't see that at other places so uh, that's a definitely a facet that's really unique to us that's wild that's awesome i'm, I'm, I'm so excited to go it's like it's becoming more and more real you know as, <laughs> as we get closer and closer and it's like it's, it's it's so much fun man like just just the fact that you get to meet really interesting people see some really creative like you know independent films and then like you're saying at the end of the night like yeah you go get a little drunk and meet some awesome people it's a good time yeah. man <laughs> It's a yeah. great time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, you'll be sitting in the same room as uh, the guy who made the movie that you just watched on screen. And, you know, sometimes you get the most honest answers when you're sitting at the bar having a, having a drink or two with somebody who just made the movie. So, so cool. It's so awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, what are some other movies that you're looking forward to this year within these genres? Are there any big ones that you're kind of stoked about right now? Or I know so, I just yeah. came out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we have, uh, we, you know... I watched a movie last year, or late last year at the Asian Film Festival in San Diego. It's called One Cut of the Dead. And uh. it's a zombie film. Uh, it's, and it's fabulous. It's, it's absolutely fabulous. And uh, I've been waiting since that screen to bring that movie out here because I think it's a movie that needs to be seen on the big screen. I think it's a movie that needs to be seen with an audience. I think it plays so well for genre film fans. And that's saying something, considering it's a zombie film. We're so zombie-saturated right now uh, with television and movies and all these things, and we've been that way for years now. You kind of wonder when the zombies are going to stop. But people keep coming out with these great movies. Train to Busan a few, a few years ago mm-hmm. was fabulous. Uh, what we have this one, th- this is the one that I'm, I'm saying is uh, Train to Busan, One Cut of the Dead. And it's not at all similar. Uh, this one's really humorous, and this one really kind of takes a look at the behind-the-scenes filmmaking process. But uh, it's just a, such a fun film, and it's so enjoyable to watch with a group of people. And uh, I hope that's one that people take uh, take a chance on. Uh, again, we said A24 earlier, and anytime A24 comes out with a movie, I always say it's great to take note. 
So we have a movie called A Hole in the Ground, uh, which is a great mom and son uh, fright, fright tale about a hole in the ground. And it's not really about the hole in the ground. It's really about the struggle of a mom and a son trying to make it in the world that we're living in today. And uh, they do some great stuff in that movie. I think it's, uh, it's a, a really good first feature for a director. It's directed by Lee Cronin. It's his first feature that he's doing. And I think he did a fabulous job. Peter Strickland is coming. Is uh, is is uh, his film is making an appearance in our festival. Peter Strickland did the movie uh, *Barbarian Sound Studio* a few years ago. Uh, we have a movie of his called *In Fabric*, which is a film about a haunted dress, mm-hmm. and it sounds so simplistic, but in the hands of this really unique filmmaker, it turns into something really, really special. And I think it's uh, it's one of those unorthodox films that may not be for everybody, but I think if you give it a chance, you'll get some appreciation out of it. There's some really fun stuff in it. Um, we also have a great science fiction movie from our friends with uh, Dread Presents. Um, it's called Assassinat. It's my favorite film title of the entire festival. Assassinat. Wow, okay. And it's a story about a group of young, uh, young astronauts who crash land on a distant planet and are then hunted down by their uh, lead astronaut that helped them get there. And uh, it's, it, it's really has a great youthful voice. It has some really quirky and charming stuff. It's a very highly unorthodox horror sci-fi crossover, but it's a lot of fun. It feels like a midnight movie, but it also feels like maybe something that you'd show to a, a young person that would get them into the genre. So it's weird because there are moments where I'm like, oh man, that's way too violent for for a young person and then other moments where i'm like this is perfect for a young person so uh it's definitely a fun movie and those are just four of them we have so many more movies that we're playing that i I think are are also fantastic as well too Uh, an anthology that features mick garris is one of the directors we have uh mickey rourke stars in that movie that one's called nightmare cinema um yeah, there's there's so many I could talk about. And a documentary called Survival of the Film Freaks, which is talking about what we're talking about today, why we love what we love, why we spend hours of our time talking in the microphones about horror films, why we spend hours of our day breaking down what really is us about or what really is Get Out about or why carpenter is the greatest living horror filmmaker or why <laughs> agreed <laughs> or why uh why in in monty's regards there is no uh there is no talk when we talk about italian masters because fulci is the master <laughs> That's um awesome. you know all these different things and we haven't even delved so deep and the fact that they have a documentary that's about that is something really special and i think uh you know that's where our our variety comes from we have a little something for every taste of horror and sci-fi that's that's really awesome. Yeah, some of those sound great, man. I've actually seen one cut of the dead popping up everyone on Instagram re- recently, and I'm like, I really want to see that film. And I was sold, honestly, just on the artwork alone. But I started reading about it, and I'm like, that sounds awesome. But that haunted dress one you just described sounds like it'd be right up my alley. Honestly. Yeah, we we uh, we, <laughs> we do. Uh, we're very. I, I guess we're, we're very well known for doing our haunted objects episodes. They're, yeah, they always get our most listens and stuff like that. So well, we don't we don't shy away from haunted objects. We love them. Yeah, that's great, man. Of course, of course. Sometimes you can get some of the best stuff with haunted objects. Monkey's Paw, for instance. I mean, mm-hmm. any of the Monkey's Paw movies. I mean, there's so many out there. Uh, but you know, that's such a simplistic thing. And I was actually just uh, watching TV a couple nights ago, and the Brady Bunch was on 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 television. They have the haunted tiki. Mm-hmm. The haunted Tiki episode, and I was like, "Wow!" I said, "Yeah, they've been around forever." 
That's awesome. So you, you briefly touched on it. Um, it seems like you're really interested in the, the Italian horror scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, which we we watched. What what movie did we watch? It was that it was considered Italian horror. It seemed like it was Italian horror. Oh, uh, we watched. Uh, you're talking about contamination. Contamination. Yeah. Hey, the Alien ripoff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> That's a great movie. That's a really good movie. It's Hold de- on just a second. It's de- I got it over here somewhere. <laughs> That's the one you're talking that's, about, that's right? One, oh, and and you, uh, oh, he, he has the uh, this the movie, arrow man, Let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. this is this, let me tell you, this movie is a underrated film. Okay, there are a lot of people who will toss this movie aside because they don't think it's very good or they think it's a zombie uh, alien ripoff, but it's like true Italian horror. It, it it's an Italian film that doesn't take place in anywhere overseas. It takes place in New York city of all places. Right. And oh, I, I just love the goopiness of this movie, the complete ripoff of alien at times. Oh, it's a fantastic movie. Well, it's, it's definitely a fun one, man. And yeah, like uh, the fact that Goblin did the soundtrack too is pretty cool. Like, yeah. Yeah we, yeah. we had fun with that one. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a goofy flick. I don't know if I if I should recommend going back and listening to that episode, Monty. Uh, I think honestly we we shit on it a little bit, but I mean it's that's okay. It's fun. But that's yeah. okay. And like and there's a reason you should shit on that movie. Right. But at the same time, I think there's a also a quality that you get with contamination that you don't get nowadays. Yeah. I mean, no true. one's doing blatant ripoffs of movies anymore, and if they are, no one's seeing them. No. Like the fact that Arrow Video did a, a limited edition of Contamination, yeah. uh, is it is it why it is part of the reason why is it why it exists because it it is one of those movies that just kind of creeps up on you and and you know the Italian masters and maybe some of the not so Italian masters were 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 so keen to just putting out blatant ripoffs of movies. It was definitely a fun movie. Um, so what? Um, what is your all-time favorite horror? Or let's let's stick more on the horror side. For, yeah. Okay. For us, what's what's your all-time uh, favorite all time? horror movie? Yeah. Okay, of all time, man, you're asking me to pick my favorite child. Yeah, that's that's hard. Um, that's a hard one. Pick. I can never answer this, man. <laughs> well, I think the greatest horror movie ever made is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, thank you so much. It's such um, a good film. <laughs> it is. And like from a, from the perspective of indie filmmaking, Texas Chainsaw is true indie filmmaking. Uh, Monty's favorite horror film right now, uh, at this very moment, I, I always go back to... Um, it's, uh, it's Evil Dead 2, probably. Mm-hmm. I always go back to Evil Dead 2. And there's something about Sam Raimi's uh, true indie spirit the fact that Bruce Campbell became uh, who Bruce Campbell is that we know nowadays during that movie, the fact that it blends humor and horror so so easily, um, the fact that there's claymation in parts of that movie is something you don't ever see. It really is a testament to what indie filmmaking was at the time. And I think, you know, Raimi did something really impressive with that movie. And I love watching his movies even now because there are still little pieces that you can see of him being that young that young filmmaker doing stuff and yeah it's got to be evil dead 2 or, or it's going to be area or it's nice. going to be Candyman in the 90s Very cool. or it's going to be werner herzog's uh, dracula movie Nos- werner herzog's nosferatu movie um or uh man there's so many <laughs> yeah. there, i mean it's but hard. right now, Evil Dead 2 is going to be the one I'm saying. Yeah, Excellent choice, man. Like, Evil Dead 2 is seriously one of the funnest, most awesome horror films of all time, and I totally agree with that. And um, did, you, did you get a chance? To, do you ever been to San Diego Comic-Con before, Monty? 
I have a long time ago. I've, I've used to go every year for about five years before it got crazy. It's absolutely crazy now. And I want to say it was probably three, maybe four years ago when they announced like Ash vs. Evil Dead. They built Ash's uh, trailer. And so there was a little experience that I stood in line for hours for. And when you go in, everything on the walls, they just starts laughing at you. And that was the most surreal moment ever because I love Evil Dead so much. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, the deer was laughing at me and you go in the bathroom and the mirror is a jump scare and the ghost starts laughing at you and the deadites are there. And it's just, it's amazing, dude. I love Evil Dead and I love your answer. <laughs> You know, at a, at a Halloween Horror Nights last year, not not in 2018, but in 2017, they had Ash vs. the Evil Dead uh, um, maze oh, over there. That. Uh, That's right. And, uh, like, it was everything that I ever wanted come to life. It was Evil Dead 1, 2, 3, and then the, the, the series all wrapped up in the one. So you'd walk from the house into the trailer, into and it was just a, a really well done maze. And I went in it twice because I, <laughs> I just fell in love with it. All right, man. So do you have? Do you happen to have like a ghost or a terrifying story at all, Monty? Because we have like listeners that love hearing personal sto- scary stories. I do have one actually. I that, I was thinking about it, and uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't know if it was a ghost or whatever, but it still like kind of freaks me out at times at nighttime when I think about it. But um, when I was younger, I was in, I was in high school. Uh, my parents used to go to my mom's a night nurse. She used to work late at night, so she wasn't there in the evenings. And my dad was a really early morning work guy, so he would often leave at like four a.m. or something like that, maybe even earlier than that. And I had two younger brothers, and uh, they were in rooms that were farther down the hall from me. Well, it's one night I'm sleeping, and uh, I remember waking up because I heard my door open to my bedroom. And I stood up, or I sat up in bed, and I looked at who I thought was my brother standing at the foot of my bed, just looking at me. And I said, are you okay? Is everything all right? And my brother didn't say anything. He just sat there looking blankly at me. And I was like, hey, is everything okay? But I couldn't really see his face. All I could see was this shadowy figure. And, uh, and then he turned around and walked out of the room. And I remember thinking to myself, that was kind of weird. Like, maybe I should check on him. I hope he's okay. So I got up and I walked down the hallway and I looked in their bedrooms and no one was there. And then I knocked on my dad's door and no one was there. And I I finally, like, got on the phone and asked, like, called my dad. And my dad told me that he left with my brothers that morning to go on an early morning camping trip and that no one was in the house. And I said to myself, <laughs> what was that at the end of my bed, right? And to this day, like, I'll, like, if I think about it, like, before I go to bed at night, I'll oftentimes think, like, the door is going to open, someone's going to be standing at the foot of my bed, and I don't know what it was, and I, I oftentimes go back and think, like, you know, when I when I think about in terms of imagery, like, what scares me as a horror movie fan, it's never the full reveal of a monster or a ghost. It's always, like, what you don't see, like, the fact that the ring girl is so scary because you never see her face. Mm-hmm. When you see her face, the scare is gone. Yeah. yeah. The fact that, you know, in Candyman, just the voice of Tony Todd from the from down the way and just that figure standing at a distance that you can't quite put together. There's something that is more terrifying about that. The The fog. Carpenter's the fog. The fact that you have just figures coming out of nowhere to get you that there's something more scary about that imagery than there ever will be for like a jason or a freddie or a michael myers like there's just something about the fact that you just can't no matter how hard you're trying to focus you can't see 
what's in the dark. And that to me is what, what real terror is about. And, you know, you can break that down even further. Like, you know, you talk about being a, you know, a young person in the world today and the violence that's going on in the world. Like, you know, why do people get so paranoid about home invasions? Why do people get so paranoid about walking down the street by themselves? It's because you, there's these unknown things that could happen. And, you know, just because you may see someone's face, the face of your attacker, doesn't mean you know them. Like, there's uh, something so uh, scary about that unknown quality of someone coming into your home or someone just attacking you for no reason at all. And to me, it's that same same dichotomy of it being uh, that figure that you really just can't, you can't pull away you can't like figure out what it is and i oftentimes go back to that and next time we have more time we can sit and chat about navajo folklore because i'm navajo and apache oh wow and the navajo people have a significant amount of ghost stories on their end as well too and uh i have uh numerous accounts that i could tell you about stories with them as well too but that would be for a later a later later moment oh we'd love that man we'd love to sit down have a couple beers with you and talk (laughs) that'd be cool that'd be a great time that'd be a wonderful time time. (laughs) we we recently did so what are you guys' favorite movies what's uh what's 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 you guys' favorite movies that's tough, man. So I'm currently sitting here wearing my the fog yeah, t-shirt. Nice, nice. And on my arm, tattooed right now, I have a uh, the Thing piece and Reanimator mixed with Alien. So those are some of my favorite films of all time. Um, and I, I I can't pinpoint my favorite, man. I think uh, I love Carpenter stuff. So I I love the Thing. I think that's probably way up there for me. I think the movie's a blast. Um, I love how corny Reanimator is, man. That's just one movie I saw as a kid, and I just fell in love with it. Um, so personally, like those are probably my tops: The Fog, The Thing, uh, Alien, <laughs> Reanimator. Yeah, um, nice, nice. For me, I think. How about yours? So I think um, I I base it on like when I was most truly terrified of like going to sleep after watching a horror movie, and that would be Candyman. I'd say Candyman is my most my favorite horror movie, except. I never finished it, oh. so I'm I can't you know I can't say that's my favorite horror movie. I never I never finished it, but um, the most recent one that I remember being terrified of, and this is kind of this is a little funny, yeah, um, is Paranormal Activity. Like that scared the crap out oh, of me. Oh, I see what you're saying. When that first mm-hmm. came out, and I saw that like opening night uh, at like yeah. one a.m. I I don't know why theaters were open that late playing this movie. Midnight screening, yeah. It was so <clears throat> scary to me, and and then um. And I think that kind of got me into more horror movies. So I'm like, I'm more of like a modern horror guy. Um, Matt is is like the old school '70s '80s guy. Um, so that's kind. I think that's why we make a pretty, you say, pretty good team. You said Candyman, and it just it just set a bell off in me because I think Candyman's the best movie of the '90s. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll fight anybody about that because <laughs> there is there is uh, something so you know. Barker wrote that story and Barker's words are sometimes scarier than his visions and the poetry and the gothic style that that Barker puts into his storytelling I think is so affecting and so mysterious um I just I absolutely love that element the fact that Cabrini Green is a real place. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're taking a story about really ultimately race relationships in America and portraying a mythology come to life. Uh, there's so much in that movie that is so ahead of its time. 
you release that movie nowadays and it feel it'll fit right in. So the fact that Jordan Peele is is wanting to reboot Candyman mm-hmm. and do it today, I am so excited about. Normally, I wouldn't be excited about someone redoing a favorite of mine, but in the hands of Jordan Peele, I think that movie is even more important now than it probably was in the 90s if Jordan Peele does it correctly. And I don't know what is correct, but coming from based on his his track record, I think what he could put out in that movie would be exceptional. I was just going to ask how you felt about that because I'm I'm actually really excited for his take on that film. Like him him writing and producing that, I, I think he's going to just kill it. He's going to absolutely kill mm-hmm. Candyman in a good way, man. So yeah. I, well, the, I, I said earlier I was a Twilight Zone kid. Yeah, he's doing Twilight. I Zone. can't wait for that. that guy, <laughs> he's doing yeah. all of my all of my childhood, and I just saw us last weekend and like i was completely blown away i just thought that movie was i mean it's a twilight zone episode come to life and you know he he claims influence there's a vera a vera miles uh vera mills uh episode of the twilight zone that is about doppelgangers and it very is it very much is similar to, to us and uh also just little things like and i i love to debate like i've already debated quite a few times what that movie is about but you know when you talk about like the stripping of culture the stripping of history uh what the 80s did to kind of uh push down the aspects of racism discrimination and the the history that had happened concerning people of color i think that's there's a lot of that bound up in this movie and i i think the fact that you can have these doppelgangers the best of people and the worst of people put face to face that he is saying a lot with that with 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 that storytelling element and that's what really engaged me with that movie and I, i'm still thinking about it today in the same way i was thinking about get out in the same way i thought for days about the haunting of hill house i think Flan- mike flanagan's mm-hmm. haunting of hill house is exceptional and uh hereditary was my favorite movie of the year last year and that movie really isn't scary but it is about emotional trauma it's a movie about depression it's a movie about loss it's a movie about all these things that are scary in real life and when he gets you with all those emotions and then punches you by throwing in the scary at the end, come on, man. Like that, that's like, that's like, shouldn't be fair that I open myself <laughs> up that much to a movie. And then he punches me with scares. Like it, it, like I remember walking out of that movie being like legitimately like shook. Like I was like so emotionally drained after that movie. Exactly. And I absolutely loved it. And people don't understand that when I say that there's much you would, had such a terrible time in that movie. You said it was emotionally draining. <laughs> How do you like that movie? I said, "Oh, it was exceptional." I told them, "I don't." That's why I'm a horror fan because that that experience is so special to me, and being able to share that with people is such a great feeling. That's awesome, man. That roller coaster of emotion for sure is it's totally worth it, man. Like it's the payoff's totally <laughs> worth it. So that is rad. Yeah, and Monty, uh, we know you're a busy man. We have you have a big uh, big couple weeks to get planned for. So we just have one more question. Um, and then you can kind of tell us, tell people where they can find you um, if they're interested in submitting movies for next year. Um, but first, the question is, who's your favorite final girl and why is it Laurie Strode? <laughs> <laughs> why is it Laurie Strode? Uh, you know, I, Laurie Strode probably wouldn't be my first pick. Um, <laughs> I, oh man, I really like, you know, I, it's going to be controversial, but Nev Campbell's character in Scream. Okay. There's a, a cool. part of that of that character that I think 
you know, is consistently fooled, one, is consistently brought back into terrible situations. But there's a point in time in her trajectory as a final girl where she just says, I've had enough. Like, I'm done with all of this, with all of this. And she takes it back. And she doesn't get there until, like, number three and number four when the Scream franchise kind of takes a turn for the worse. But <laughs> I do agree that Scream 4 is ahead of its time. Craven was talking about you know, social commentary and social uh, social media in a way that no one was talking about it at the time. And I think in that movie, Nev Campbell really kind of steps in their own and becomes like what I would think would be the true final girl. But I love Laurie Strode. I think Laurie <laughs> Strode is fantastic in the Halloween movies. And I would probably say Laurie Strode if Halloween, the new Halloween had come out sooner because I think the new Halloween really solidifies her place as like, the final final girl definitely. um if you if you want to talk about it in those terms but but definitely uh i, I think nev campbell for me is is where i i like my final girl that's awesome man perfect <laughs> so monty where can our uh, viewers find out more about you personally and uh and the horror international horror and sci-fi film festival well you can find out about the horror and sci-fi festival at phoenixfilmfestival.com the full schedule's up there. There's a few to, a few to be announced that are still open. Those are some surprises that we have coming up for, for our fans. Uh, we have a Facebook and a Twitter uh, at Horror Sci-Fi. You can find us uh, on Twitter and on Facebook at that, at that account. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Montiazzi. I'm available. You'll see a lot of pictures of old horror movie memorabilia. And uh, I also run a website called Dakota, T-H-E-C-O-D-A, where uh, you can find all my film reviews and all my nonsense about horror and sci-fi and different movies that I love. That's awesome, man. We can't thank you enough for your time today. Like, it was a blast. Like, we, we definitely want to get a beer with you soon, man, yeah. and talk some, some horror films with you. So, I would love that, guys. Thank you for the time, and definitely thank you for for maintaining this proper cultivation of horror knowledge and you know i don't think people get enough credit for putting in the time and putting in the work and really dedicating themselves to creating an environment of horror that goes against the stereotype that i think the rest of the world looks at and you fellows are doing a fantastic job of doing that and i appreciate all the work that you're doing thank you monty appreciate it man thank you so much man we'll definitely see you at the festival sounds good guys have a good you night too. you too take care thanks bye-bye bye Okay, so that was our interview with Monty Yazzi, like Dustin said earlier. Uh, you can go ahead and check out the film festival on what, phoenixfilmfest.com? phoenixfilmfestival.com. phoenixfilmfestival.com. That's taking place between April 4th through the 14th. Uh, we'll definitely be there, so if you guys are from Phoenix, come out and have a beer with us. It's going to be a blast. Uh, we'll have stickers. Yeah, we'll have stickers. We might have some recording equipment. We Maybe, yeah. Who knows? Maybe a couple hugs. We don't know. We might have hugs, we might have our recording equipment, but we'll definitely be there. <laughs> we'll definitely be there, and it will be a blast. Um, we got to choose a weekend to go. I unfortunately can't go during the week, because I have to pay bills. Yes, so, I also have to pay bills. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But yeah, guys, check it out, and uh, where can they follow us, dude? Yes, uh, you can follow us at www.thefinalboys.com, on Twitter and on Instagram, at thefinalboys. And that's it. That's it. We'll see you at the Film Fest. Okay, bye. Uh, bye.